Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. My name is Stephen Kibitza. I'm joined by Carson Farrell. We are the site experts at Believeland Ball, and we're excited to announce that we're starting a podcast. This is our first official preview episode. Carson, can you give everyone an idea of what we're going to be talking about over the coming weeks and months? we got a lot to talk about at this point now, but uh, we're going to save it for you guys. But basically, it's just a, a lot about what we have on the website. You know, some of the articles that go up, we might discuss those. Talk about the Cleveland Indians season in general. After all, this site is about the Cleveland Indians. So that will be the main focus. And then maybe some talk about the minor leagues and then the offseason rumors. Who knows? Yeah, right. stuff. Right now we're pretty excited. It's two months out from October baseball, and I think it's safe to say the Indians will be back for the third year in a row. Easily. And, and uh, good. I was just going to say, like you were saying, we're going to have minors coverage. Um Postseason coverage, offseason coverage. I think a podcast in the offseason kind of helps the um, time move by a little bit faster. It makes things a little more exciting, too, because at least in like we know of last year's offseason really wasn't that fun because not really much happened until like spring training time. So if we do get that dead point in the offseason, then it gives us time to talk about like maybe a little Indians history or some things that have happened on our website, maybe like get some uh, more inside info on our other writers like. We've got Matt Bretz, who is a really knowledgeable guy when it comes to uh, the minor leagues, and then a couple other guys with like extensive knowledge that we may not have. Exactly. Like you said, we have Matt Bratz, who is sometimes our resident Melky Cabrera hater. We'll see how long Melky <laughs> stays on the team. We have Brandon Kring, who is very optimistic. Um, Phil Barth, who is kind of our resident historian. Chris O'Reilly, who occasionally writes some nice long-form pieces, and many others. We kind of have somewhat of a shuffling staff but some people that have been around for some time including both of us and maybe we'll even uh get impressive enough where we can get some people from the indians staff themselves like if we uh, ever get to that point but i know a couple people in the organization that i can hopefully try and swindle into some interviews well that'd be perfect but yeah we are just kind of making this preview now we'll be back or should be back in a week or so with an actual episode and just kind of as a sneak peek a little bit i want to ask you a quick question what is I guess I could ask a few questions, but my first one is, what is your kind of 
World Series aside, best case scenario for the Indians ending the season, I guess in terms of seeding, right now I'm looking at, I keep saying, oh, the Indians are going to, maybe they'll do what they did last year. You know, they'll make a crazy run. But right now the Red Sox most likely going to be the number one seed in the, in the league. Do you think the Indians could vault up to number two or are we sitting at number three? I definitely think number two could definitely be in the cards especially with the way that the AL West is set up and the Athletics and the Mariners are playing some really good baseball. So if they kind of start feeding on the Astros a little bit and kind of taking taking little chunks out of them, then there's a chance that the Indians could jump up to the second seed. Uh, Right now, third seed is probably still their best option, though. Um, Personally, what I'm excited for as a uh, resident Yankees hater is the idea that maybe the Mariners and the A's will just take the two wild card spots and the Yankees won't even make it. But, you know, I'm not going to bind myself to those hopes. But, yeah, I think... Third seed is realistic. Second seed is optimistic. I really don't think there's a chance they pass the Red Sox. But uh, best case scenario as far as going into the playoffs, obviously a World Series is what we want, but I could see the Indians going as far as the ALCS, and if they have to face the Red Sox, then that would be the true test for them. Yeah, it's always tricky trying to make kind of predictions and everything as Indians fans are always going to say, well, they're going to win the World Series. Because I think if if that's not your expectation, then I, I, I truly don't understand the point of really buying in and watching all the time if you don't expect them to win at all. But I guess at the same time, some people are so broken down from two years of disappointment that they're kind of defending themselves from that. But one thing that they do have going for them is that uh, the Red Sox are kind of running into the scenario that the Indians ran into uh, last year where they kind of exhausted themselves on that 22-game win streak, which everyone says, like, no, that's not the reason they lost. It, I think it did play a big part into why they lost last year. And the Red Sox, they could be looking at the point where they want to try and make the uh, break the all-time win streak or all-time win record that is held by the Mariners. And um, maybe if they exhaust themselves by doing that, who knows? There's a lot of time left before that would happen. But talking to a friend that was a Red Sox fan, they had to win 36 of their remaining games. If they really want to try and do that, it's possible. But at the same time, they might wear themselves out. Indians get some advantage by being able to rest up playing in a not very good division. So, got some stuff going into their favor. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Indians do in September. Say they own a 13 or 15 game lead with two weeks left. Are they really going to, are they going to bench everyone? Which could, some could say that, oh, well, everyone's going to be rusty heading into the playoffs. Or are you going to play them up until the final series? So, it'll definitely be interesting. It may be better for us to root for the Red Sox to try and break that win record. If we it. want them to be tired. But to your point also, I'm not a huge, to your other point, I'm not a huge Yankees hater, but I do think it'd be pretty hilarious if they did miss out on one of the wild card spots just to see the meltdown up there in New York. I would, I, nothing gets me more happy than the angry New York media lashing out at everybody. Maybe someone will lose a job. Maybe someone will get traded. Just on top, like, it's bad enough seeing, like, the whole Gary Sanchez getting lashed out on Glaber Torres, so just knock them out of the playoffs. We don't we don't want to talk about them on the show. Yeah, I'd be I'd be completely fine with that. And as of this recording right now, the Indians are set to begin a four game series against the Twins. By the time our next episode's up, it's very possible the Indians could have a thirteen or fifteen game lead, or they might only have a five or six game lead. So I think there's right now we're all talking about October, but it's definitely interesting to see, you know, Maybe there's some people in Minnesota who are saying, you know, we're not done yet. I, as an Indians fan, I kind of laugh at that. But if they take three or four from the Indians and then they play again at the end of the month. They still have, they still have a chance. And they were a playoff team last year. Obviously, they added some pieces, but I don't know. I'll try to remain optimistic, but at the same time protect myself from 
declaring the division to be over. Yeah, the Indians don't actually play the Twins in September at all. So at the end of the month is the last time we play them, which is kind of wild considering they're the two only playoff contenders in the uh, American League Central. But baseball schedule makers are a unique breed, to say the least. Yeah, I don't know if you heard, but did you hear the Tom Hamilton rant on that subject? I think so, yes. Yeah, I mean, he rants about the schedule makers a lot, so. Yeah, he was just going off on it during the game, and I rarely listen to the radio broadcast, but I was in my car and I heard it, and I was like, I have no idea what's going on in this game, but now I know that the Indians don't play the Twins in September, and I think I'm mad about it because Tom Hamilton's <laughs> mad about it. If Tom Hamilton doesn't, doesn't like it, then I don't like it either, except for Matt Bretz. Matt Bretz is not the biggest Tom Hamilton <laughs> fan. Yeah, we'll definitely have to have Matt on the site or on the podcast. He is on the site. Just for him to roast a little bit. Yeah, he's definitely keeps us all in check if we're all getting too excited, but I'm fine with it. It's good to have people who don't get too up or down. And also, he's a bit older than both of us, so I think he's been through a few more heartbreaks um, of the 90s and early 2000s. So we're just almost naive and optimistic With this 2016, 2017, 2018 run kind of being our own yeah. special Indians group. Yeah, that's, this is our version of the 90s Indians, I guess you could say. Um, but before, I guess, we wrap this up, let's we can go ahead and give some insight about ourselves and our history with this team and how we became fans and writers on the website. So why don't you go ahead and go first? Yeah, so I actually have lived in Cleveland or the Cleveland area my entire life. Currently, I'm in grad school at Kent State, so I'm staying close. Um, just... I've been around. I've been an Indians fan probably since I've since I can remember. My parents are both from the Cleveland area. I remember being three years old, plopping down on the couch, hearing the Fox Sports theme song, and reciting the lineup, um, the stacked '90s lineups, which was a nice way to grow up watching baseball. But yeah, I've been with the site since I think August of 2016. So I kind of was a bandwagon blogger where I joined right before the World Series run started. Um, but I, I've written about the Indians for years for other outlets, and it's just, I mean, they're my favorite team more so than the Browns and the Cavs and Ohio State and all the Ohio teams up here. But I know your situation's a little different. It's very interesting. You want to share your situation? Yeah, mine's a little more uh, diverse, to say the least. And it, uh, whenever I meet people, like, out at a bar and I'm wearing an Indians hat, they ask, like, if I'm from Cleveland. And I always just give them the short answer is, yep, yep, just to save them the explanation. But um, I'm originally from Anderson, Indiana, which is just like a small town north of Indianapolis. So when it comes to other sports, I'm an Indiana fan, true and true, Colts, Pacers, Notre Dame. And then I um, I moved down to Florida when I was a kid, and I moved down to Winter Haven, where the Indians would do their spring training games. So this was like uh, early 2000s, late 90s. I remember going there to watch them all the time. My parents would take me out of school during spring training to go see them. And then, um, I, like, I, my first jersey I ever got was Grady Sizemore. I got an autograph. I got to meet Bob Feller because he would always come to the complex. So I just slowly turned that into a fandom of watching them through and through the years. And every year when I was a kid, I would beg my parents, like, I wanted to go up to Cleveland. I want to go go see the Indians. And then I eventually did it when I was uh, 12 years old to go see them. But um, so there was that through that. And then I never really got to do writing for them. Like, I, I joined the site back in uh, late 2017, so a little more recent than you. But uh, I did work with Barstool Sports for a while. I was like, I got to write about UCF while I was there, and that was a uh, that was the closest thing I got to being able to do anything with my favorite team. So then when I got this position, and I 
got moved to Full Sail University and stopped working with Barstool, I was like, this is the perfect opportunity to be able to talk and write about my own team that I came to love. Just to clarify, did you say that your parents would take you out of school to watch baseball games? Yep. That uh, elementary middle school, I would get pulled out and go uh, go watch the Indians do spring training there. And when they moved to Arizona, I was never more heartbroken. That's amazing. I remember one time I was in high school and me and my friend were both wearing – we were decked out in Indians gear. It was opening day. And then we both got a note from the office at the same time that said we had to go. And my teacher just kind of gave us a death glare because he was not a sports fan. But there's nothing better than getting pulled out of school to go to a baseball game. I mean, I still sometimes will sneak out of college classes to go watch the games at home, so – I'm never going to forget that feeling still. That's great. Well, I guess on that note, and we'll be, I mean, talking about ourselves and the team a lot more over the coming weeks and months and however long we do this podcast. But like I said, we should be back in a week or so with an actual episode. Any final thoughts, Carson? Uh, When you say however long we'll do this podcast, I think you mean until our dying day. (laughs) Exactly. We will be here forever. Until the Indians win a World Series. (laughs) Let's enjoy the rest of the season that we got here. Wrap it up, and then uh, next week when we get a full-fledged podcast going, you can uh, really kind of digest some of our own takes and how we feel about the things, especially through this week that we have. And that will do it for our preview episode of the podcast. Be sure to tune in next week when we will have our first official episode. Until then, go Tribe. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.